Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Amber Hart welcoming you to uh, our live channeling with Dr. Catherine May as she introduces us to Mother, Father, God and other cosmic masters that uh, Dr. May will uh, tell us who we're going to hear tonight. It's pretty exciting, and it's always fun. (laughs) So we're going to have a good time tonight. This is uh, Friday. We usually have our calls on Wednesdays, but because Dr. May was in California over the weekend and didn't get home uh, in time for the Wednesday call, this week only, it's on Friday. And then after that, we'll be back to our usual Wednesdays again. Um, For those of you that haven't had an opportunity to be introduced to Dr. May, uh, who is a practicing clinical psychologist. Um, Her practice is in New York City uh, and in the Hudson Valley area and for 35 years. So needless to say, she is well-known very firmly established and has been gifted with this wonderful um, ability to allow the masters to speak through her. So um, with that, I'm going to also give you Dr. May's uh, own website. Um, in case you ha- she has a wonderful, uh, she is the only one in the world that was trained in this particular practice of visual centering, and she can teach it. Uh, You can even see it on YouTube, and uh, she can teach it, and we can learn how to help ourselves by getting um, our neurological system reworked into um, functioning the way it should. But I'm not going to attempt to explain that. You can call Dr. May. In fact, her phone number is usually at the bottom of her posted messages. And uh, Dr. May receives four messages uh, four connections a week, and uh, three of the three of them are written. And today's is, of course, live. And the written ones I do post on my two websites. Uh, my website is hollowearthnetwork.com and earthascends.com. And on earthascends.com, you'll see the tab up above. Mother, Father. That's Dr. May's own page, exclusive for her, and her messages and even the recording of this call will be there, all consolidated for you on earthascends.com, and uh, we try to keep it up to date all the time. So they're wonderful, inspirational messages. I think with that, I'm not going to take any more of Dr. May's and our Cosmic Masters time. They're the ones you came to hear, and so I'm going to turn this right over to Dr. May. Hi, everybody. Hello, Anne. Hi. Hi. I should tell people I'm sitting in the window 
in my New York City place looking out at the lights of the city. It's dark here. And that's my little dog, Che. And you may occasionally hear a siren or, you know, a fire truck. That's New York City. But you'll just be able to imagine the city lights and that's what's going on in the background. So thank you, Anne, for that nice introduction. And I I have to tell you, Anne is so organized and so wonderful at this, posting not only the messages but the blogs, but the the radio show as well. That's terrific. So I'm very grateful to her for that, for keeping things up to date and having them all posted there. It's a, it makes a wonderful resource for people to have everything in the same place. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and <laughs> I have just asked who's going to be here tonight. And I was told, first earlier in the week, I was told it would be Mother, Father, God, and St. Germain. And just a little while ago, um, Ashtar held up his hand and said he's going to be here too. So that'll be fun. And <laughs> I asked them who would who would be first. And they said everybody said Mother, Father, God. And then when I asked who would be next, they said they will just elbow each other <laughs> to see who goes next. <laughs> so they're jostling each other here, but. We'll just wait and see who wants to go. And I have to apologize. I do have a cold getting off the airplane. I had a bit of a cold. But we'll just go on by it. Um, I can still talk, fortunately. So let's all step aside and we'll see what Mother, Father, God have to say. And the next voice you hear will be Mother, Father, God. Hello, everyone. It's lovely to be here again with you. We're so glad to have this. I know we've said this every time, but we're so glad to have this medium where we can talk to you and you can hear the expression of the way we want to get our message across. It's wonderful. You can bet this didn't happen in the Middle Ages. So here we are, looking out across the city lights. (laughs) We can see through Catherine's eyes. We haven't told you that. But we can see what she sees. And we see that her little dog is is having a, a... difficulty here. There. Okay. Now, let's settle in, and we have a story to tell you. Now, this is a story about, well, you could say it's about creation. It's about the passing of the eons. It's about where we are now. We'll give you a little perspective from our point of view. You see, we know that all of you are very impatient for the ascension to take place. And 
We know that you understand that from our point of view, this was a million-year process. So, of course, we don't feel quite the urgency that you do, but we do appreciate how you feel. We know that one lifetime is a precious amount of time for you and that sooner is always better than later. But let's give you a little perspective on this. Going back before planet Earth was born, imagine the night sky with no stars. So, Mother and Father God were just a spark. The great creator, some people call him the prime creator, threw out a spark and there was the soul that became Mother, Father, God. And just like you, we grew, we evolved, we learned, we practiced, and we experimented, always under the careful eye of the prime creator who was our teacher who helped us to learn how to create and lo and behold we learned how to make planets but that wasn't first first we learned about specks of dust and gases and explosions and Forces, natural forces in the universe. We had to study quite a long time to understand the natural forces, how they worked on each other, how they affected the specks of dust, how they affected the gases. And then as we began to make planets, stars, we learned how the forces would affect our creations, little by little. We learned about solar systems, how the planets could revolve around their central sun, how they affect the heavenly bodies affected each other, how their weight and their mass had a profound effect on the other, on the other planets and stars in the systems. You can imagine it was a fascinating time. And then there came a time when we decided that we would be we would begin to create life. <coughs> so then little by little we experimented with a little green shoot that would grow. A little insect. And then we worked out our partnership. Mother God was the birthing creator. I was the designer. 
She's pretty daring, but so am I. Little by little, we worked out our plan, how to cooperate together, to create something wonderful with our thoughts together. You've heard a lot about manifesting lately. Well, that's what we did. And we found that when we joined our hearts and our minds and our desires to create, lo and behold, what we created came into being. Now, this went on for quite some time. More years than you can imagine. We experimented with mice, with trees, with vegetables, with fruit. And for each animal we created, we had to create an ecology to support it. We practiced with that for millions of years. There are creations all over the universe. From our early years, we began creating animals and finally humans. And we created them to be like us, as you've heard. But of course, we can't create. We don't create anyone who's identical to us. Every being we create is different. Different from us, different from each other. Everyone has a soul. And in that soul is created, just like us, a twin flame. Every soul has a twin flame. Whether it be an insect, a coyote, your poodle, or a human. And everyone has to evolve and learn and grow and practice, just as we did. And as you evolve, you and your twin flame, as you evolve through the lessons, through the many incarnations on planet Earth and elsewhere, you learn. You become stronger, more independent, and more loving. And when you reach the point that you can become completely independent, so independent that you don't need to be independent anymore, you can join together as one. And in that oneness, you can join with us. I assure you, it is the most exhilarating, wonderful feeling in the universe. The love of you and your twin flame and the love that we feel for you when you become one with us. And that is the goal for every being, to eventually become one. So in your consciousness, in your 
the deepest place in your minds, you know this. You know that this is what you have been working toward all your lives. You know that there is that draw, that potential, and that reality that we are one. And it's just a matter of how you experience it. So that brings us to the present. Now, you've probably guessed this is Father God speaking. Not that I like to hog the airwaves so much, but Mother God agreed that this would be my turn to tell this story. She likes to listen to it. No matter how many times we reminisce, she still likes to hear it. And she feels great affection for every every spark, every creation. Her love is unending. So here we are in what you call the, the year 2013. There has been a progression on planet Earth from the time we brought the first blade of grass when we created Gaia and then we populated Gaia. Of course, first we created the water in the mountains, the sand, the rocks. We created an atmosphere to nourish and protect her. And then we began with the beings. Now, along about the time we were creating humans for planet Earth, there were others in the universe, other humans who had already evolved, who had already reached the point where they had fairly advanced learning and technologies. They could travel across the universe in their ships. Yes, that's been going on for eons. And many of them were very interested in this process of creating a human race. And we got a lot of feedback that they would like a few changes made and that they would like to join with other groups of humans who had special talents and abilities and they would like to have input in the genetic makeup of the humans on Earth. You may have heard those stories, the Pleiadians, the Syrians, and others, Andromedans. They wanted to, at different times, come to planet Earth and to offer their DNA to be joined with the humans who were beginning to live on planet Earth. So you, dear children, are... (laughs) 
you might say, the result of a Petri dish experiment. Although, of course, you're all precious to us. We saw that development. We were overseeing the project. And it pleased us that there were so many who wished to take part in helping to create their brothers and sisters to create a race that would be a little more creative than they were, a little more adventurous than they were, a little more outgoing, let's say, friendly with each other, a little more energetic. That goes along with the creativity. Of course, we knew this was a possibility that things could go wrong because this kind of energy and creativity also brings with it tremendous imagination and independence. But we had faith. We knew that you would learn little by little and that one day you would mature and become as peaceful and responsible as your older brothers and sisters. But, of course, you know enough of the history to know that it has been a struggle. You are unique in the universe, in your very special DNA, a little different here, a little different there. There are many in the universe who are much like you. You will feel a real affinity for them when they come in their ships. There are many who look very different from you. But you'll feel their energy and you'll be attracted to them too. But as you know, things have been difficult. And along the way, there was a time during the civilization that you call Atlantis where there there was a struggle. There had been peace, beautiful, beautiful greenery, life. Things were successful. But toward the end of the Atlantean time, those who were in charge decided to use the equipment that had been left for them from the Lumerians. And instead of using their equipment to create energy for their civilization, they used it as a weapon. And the rest, as they say, is history. They created a weapon that destroyed them and nearly destroyed the planet. Gaia was deeply wounded, terribly injured, saddened, and it took a lot of healing, a lot of repair, a long time before she could recover. The entire multiverse watched on 
sadly, hoping that the humans of planet Earth would not do such a thing again. Many had gone to distant parts. You know there are those inside the Earth, in hollow Earth, who had escaped and fortunately survived. There were a few survivors on the surface in the high mountains in Tibet, those you call the Mayans. But those who were left were very careful not to pass on the stories about the energy systems. They didn't want it to happen again. No one in the universe wanted it to happen again. But the story became much more complicated then because the wounded planet attracted the attention of those that we have called the fallen ones. The fallen angels decided to come to planet Earth to establish a new civilization. They were our own children, but they decided, especially Lucifer, who wanted to establish a civilization that was completely independent from us. No need for connections or attachments, but a place that would be completely of free will without any knowledge or connection to us. We did not stop him. We didn't stop those who wanted to try this experiment. We knew that eventually they would come back. If it worked well, they would be proud and would come back. If it worked badly, they would come back. Either way, we knew that Things would evolve, and in the end it would all work out. And so it has. You have lived, my children, through the darkest, most difficult period ever on planet Earth, probably on any planet. You have endured. You have agreed to return lifetime after lifetime with the hope that the human race would one day transcend the darkness? Because, of course, given your free will and given that many of you were disconnected from any resource with us for so many years, that there were those who took Lucifer's teachings to the absolute limit and even decided to set up societies to worship the disconnection from God. They called their hero Satan and other names around the globe. Their picture of the disconnection from Mother, Father, God was not simply independence. It was the opposite of Mother, Father, God. As you know, 
our basic energy is love. Well, the opposite of that is indifference and hatred and basically evil, what you call evil. So they set up a a religion, you might call it, to worship darkness. Many, many of you on the planet have either inadvertently or purposefully taken part in those celebrations that celebrated disconnection. Some of you call it being cool in your culture now. There are many people who believe that being sensitive is a terrible thing, a weakness. That's how far it went. That even the people who think of themselves as good people are still worshipping darkness. So this brings us to the present. Many of you are awakening. You've begun to see the darkness around you and you really dislike it. You don't want any part of it. You want to create a new golden era as you have been promised and you have done a wonderful job. You have struggled against the darkness. You have insisted that others awaken with you. You have worked hard. And little by little, you have effectively raised the consciousness on this planet to the point where it's possible now that your brothers and sisters can come here to welcome you, to bring you news, to bring you technologies that will make your lives easy. And little by little, you have been eliminating the darkness. There still are some small pockets. They get all the news. There still are a few who are trying to make trouble, trying to turn back the clock. But you can see they're fewer and fewer. And you are, well, we hate to tell you this once more, but you are on the edge. On, as they call, the razor's edge at the tipping point where you will be able to once and for all proclaim yourselves free. And when you do that, there will be trumpets around the universe, around the multiverse. It will be celebrated for eons to come. And here you are, just on the verge of that wonderful moment. Now, for those of you who are alive now, it seems like the clock is ticking and you're in overtime. And we understand why you feel that. 
But when you look back over thousands and thousands of years, think, think of what you've done to be on the verge of such a historic event, of such a process. Imagine here you are after all this time. Some of you have been through hundreds of lifetimes here, maybe thousands of lifetimes here and elsewhere, and here you are, not at the end of a process, but at the beginning of a new era. And our hearts are bursting with love and pleasure and pride. Now, we can't tell you it will be tomorrow. I know you like dates. We like we would like to be able to say it will be 12 o'clock tomorrow. <coughs> it probably won't be quite that soon. But with each as each week passes, there are more and more people who are coming into the light. And now Ashtar and St. Germain are going to talk to you about um, the disclosure process and how that's affecting the light on the planet. And I assure you, it is having an effect. And they're going to tell you about what that effect is and what you can expect from it. So I'm... I'm going to turn over the uh, microphone now and let the others talk. But for a moment, we'll put on the music and let Catherine have a little break so she can blow her nose. (laughs) (laughs) She she won't like that. (laughs) And here is Anne. All righty. Enjoy your nose blowing, Catherine. And this is Anne. What a wonderful call this is. This is a classic. We, I, I will have the recording posted um, on earthascends.com on Dr. May's own private web page on that website. Um, this is something that, as I say, it's a classic. Uh, I don't think any of us have ever had an opportunity to see it all put together like uh, we have just heard from Father God who was just speaking. Mother God was listening along with us. This is so wonderful. So I want to welcome all of you who may have joined a little late. Thank goodness it's recorded and thank goodness we can share it because it is so well uh, needed right now to get the right perspective of just what point we're at right now. Uh, Catherine, are you back? I'm back. Good. Okay. So we have a lot of calls. Are, do you 
are some of these questions, do you think? There's three questions. There's three questions. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like to just call in and listen by phone instead of by computer. They're not able to. But of, mm-hmm. we have a lot of call-ins, but we have three questions right now. All right. So hopefully we'll have some time at the end of the call that we can, uh, where we can let people ask their questions. And those of you who do have questions might want to be thinking about who you would like to answer your question. So we can ask, you know, the individual that you would like to hear from. So now I'm going to ask if um, either St. Germain or Ashtar would like to come on. So I'm just going to wait a minute and see who comes forward. And the next person you're going to hear from is Ashtar. Okay, hello, Ashtar. So I will turn over the uh, the airwaves to Ashtar now. Hello, everybody. Yes, it's I, Ashtar. I'm delighted to be here. I'm sitting here beside Catherine. She doesn't know. <laughs> but it is a lovely view here. We're looking out at the Hudson River. I'm not used to this perspective. You know, usually we're looking down from a great height. Sometimes not so great, but we see the lights from a different perspective. This is fun. Now, I'm here to tell you a little bit about what's going on in the the galactic committees and what sorts of decisions we're making and what sorts of measurements we're taking so that you can have an idea of why we decide to hold things up for a bit or why we're told, actually, to hold things up for a bit. Um, I think if it were up to me, I'd be pretty eager to get down there because my honey's waiting for me and I know there are a lot of people on these ships who have their twin flames down there just waiting to jump into their arms and greet everyone and cheer and what a party it is going to be. So let's just give you a little update of what we know about what's needed before we can actually make our landings. Now, you know that, of course, we don't want to be shot down when we materialize. That would be very unpleasant. And even though we are in higher dimensions, given the kinds of weapons that you had on this planet, we could have been damaged So we've had to do a systematic nullification of all of the weapons that could have had enormous nuclear power to destroy us and yourselves. So as you've been told before, we've been working on that. And we have succeeded in dismantling 
the usefulness, although the you know the structures are still there, and the people who have their finger on the button think they have their finger on something that will explode, but it won't. We've made sure of that. So this, you know, North Korean who's marching around beating his chest is not going to blow up anything. He could try, but it would be a pathetic sight. So you needn't worry. There will be no World War III. There will be no nuclear bombs exploded now. But that doesn't mean that everything, absolutely everything, is taken care of. You know your government, the U.S. government, is endlessly imaginative when it comes to dreaming up various sorts of weapons. And many of them have some kind of dirty, as you call it, components, nuclear components of many sorts. So we've had to work very hard from the top down, you might say, the biggest bombs first, down to the missiles and the systems that fire the missiles. We're working our way through all of your armamentarium. We've left, as you know, the handguns and so on. Those will also be eliminated eventually. But we're trying to do it in such a way that it is invisible to those in power. Because if we were to tip our hand and make it obvious that we're dismantling all the weapons, there are those who would do almost anything to take back their power. And they would do it in a way that is so brutal and so psychologically terrifying that it would create a terrible injury to the souls of planet Earth. I know that you're eager. You want this to happen quickly. But we cannot do it quickly. There are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of weapons, nuclear weapons on your planet. It has taken quite a lot of work for us to dismantle all of them and then to go about dismantling the next level of weapons, which are more frequently tested, we might add. So we've had to do it in such a way that the more aggressive people among you are not tipped off because they can still do terrible damage, terrible, terrible damage. And we don't want that to happen. So our orders, of course, come from above. We don't decide when it's time. But we do know that we have now eliminated all of the major weaponry and are at the point where we could, in fact, stop the bullets from firing in the automatic weapons 
and even if we need to, in the small weapons. But we couldn't do that all at once, and we couldn't do that until we had taken care of the larger weapons. So we hope you understand this has been a process, and it's been a process that needs to be very quietly done. And because of that, you may look out your windows and you may listen to your news reports and say, well, nothing's happening. Obviously, nothing's happening. If here's this blowhard over there threatening to send a nuclear weapon to blow up the United States, well, let him talk. It's not that nothing's happening. It's that many people are not aware of what's happening. And we can't advertise it. We can't even tell you now on the telephone exactly who we've, you know, where these weapons are, the ones that we've dismantled, and who we've worked with to do this. I wish we could. I wish we could tell you all of it. I wish you could see what I can see. Because you would be thrilled and delighted and filled with hope because we are making progress. We are making fabulous progress. The light that comes from your planet is a wonder to behold. We can't tell you how thrilled we are. We see each of you. We see your light It transmits outward, and when you're together in groups, we can see it. It shines out to the entire universe. And that's why so many ships are here. Everyone's interested in this process. And, of course, they're a bit more patient than you are, but they knew it was happening soon. That's why they're here now. So, I can tell you, the dismantling of the weapons is going beautifully. And the other processes, well, I'll let St. Germain talk about that some. The individuals who are being taken away, the changes in governments and so on, he likes to talk about that. I'll give him a chance too. But I want you to know, The ships are here. We have our party hats ready. We are so excited that we're just practically bursting with joy because we can feel it coming, too. We can feel it. We know there is something wonderful in the air. And, you know, even we don't know everything about this. We can't possibly know everything about it. We wait until Prime Creator gives the word. And when that happens, you can be assured we will come flying down with bells on. We, of course, have decided already. We have our plan in place. We know where we're going to land and who we're going to greet. and We are just going through it in our minds thinking about what fun it's going to be and how surprised you're all going to be. 
It's going to be wonderful. So tell your friends. Tell them about disclosure. Tell them to watch the hearings that are coming up in just three days. And the more people that watch that, the better. We hope that there will be, that we'll be able to get CNN and other other TV people. Now, I think Catherine sent out a note to you to say, call your local TV station. Ask them to cover it. Call CNN, all of you. Everyone who listens to the show, call CNN and ask them, please cover the hearings in Washington at the press club. And call back again and get all your friends to call. If they get 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 phone calls, don't you think they're going to be there? So do it, friends. And now, I'm going to turn this over to St. Germain. I can see he wants to speak with you, too. So for now, I say salute. Hello, everybody. This is St. Germain. Well, it's always fun listening to my friend Ashtar. He always has a joke or two. So here we are. He's telling you, yes, it's imminent. And I know you're still wondering, okay, where is all that funding we've been promised? What happened to Nasara? Well, I'll give you a little update. You hear that Catherine is sick. I'm going to tell you about something. She didn't catch that on the plane. She's been helping the Pope. The Pope has been ill. And we've been working very hard to help him recover because, as many of you know, he has only one lung. So the body is fragile and in need of special care. So Catherine's energy was needed to help. And in the process, she took on some of what the Pope was struggling with. We thank her for that. Her strength and her health was very helpful. So it is possible for us to transfer an illness, a difficulty, to someone who's close, who can carry it, who can carry the burden and heal. And that is what she is doing now. She was told a little bit about this, Catherine was. She wasn't entirely aware of it. But of course, it was Lady Portia who was helping me. So, the Pope is on the mend. We will be back making strides as soon as he's fully recovered 
And I can tell you, I do have the paperwork that was needed. You see, some of the folks who've been in charge of the Nasara funds have tried already to release the funds and were not able to do it. And this is why I was needed here in person to try to push some of these things. And who could do it better than the Pope? That was the position, maybe the only position, that would allow us to lean on the bankers to insist that they must release the funds. I think I told you last time the cosmic joke that there are enough funds in there under the Nasara uh, funds, the the groups of um, trusts, to outweigh the amount of all the depositors in the USB bank. So here we are. The Pope's been ill. I haven't been able to meet with the lawyers and the accountants. And I'm going to insist, if I have to, that I will go down there to the bank with them. And I will make sure that they release the funds. Now, I'm going to have Catherine send me a fax. Isn't this amusing? She can send me a fax from New York to Rome, and I can take the fax out of the machine and say, my, what is this? Look, we have people complaining. Here Here are folks from the U.S. complaining that they cannot get their money. Well, we have to do something about this. (laughs) So, of course, the Pope. I like playing this role. The Pope supposedly doesn't know who this is sending this fax. So, as you know, I'm, I'm a good actor. I like playing these roles. So I have every intention of being shocked at this scandal. This scandal that will make international news if it's revealed in the press? Do we want this in the Vatican? Do we want this reputation? This is horrifying. We must do something. And hopefully I can twist their arms enough to release the funds. So that's where we are now. And this same story is happening in other places around the world where the funds have been stored. You see, the criminals really did gain tremendous power. And they were determined to withhold the funds. So, you know, even the Nassara funds are are vulnerable to the dark folks. So this is why we've had to, little by little, remove these people. And as they're being removed, they have less power. They have less influence. There are still some who may not 
even be the darkest ones, but who will be afraid. They're the ones who think they're, you know, holding out for rules, holding out for keeping things together. And of course, if the large banks begin to fail because all the money's being taken out, well, they're not going to be happy about that and they're understandably may believe that they're protecting the interests of their depositors and the people out there whose livelihood depends on their bank and so on. And they can't know that there will be no more want, there will be no poverty once the funds are actually released. But you can understand that there may be some good bankers who would be very reluctant to have anything to do with emptying all the coffers. So we can't remove all the good people. Certainly, we wouldn't want to. So we've had to do this very cautiously. And like the weaponry issue, we've had to do it very quietly. So little by little, things will change. Little by little, things have changed. And once the Pope is back on his feet, you will see me making history. You've probably noticed that you haven't seen anything much about the Pope in the last week or so. That's because he's been ill, and they don't want you to know that. And that's okay with us, because... We aren't eager to advertise what we're actually doing anyway. So hang on, everybody. Keep your hope alive. Send your prayers and your blessings and your gratitude to Mother, Father, God, to Prime Creator, to everyone around you. Be assured, you are here to see this. And it is going to be a wonderful party. We will keep you apprised. As you can see tonight, we're giving you details. We're letting you know exactly how we're proceeding. Because we're close enough now. And we're not afraid that any of you are going to tell the heads of governments that, you know, the Pope isn't really the Pope. And even if you did what would they do about it? So, there we are. We wish you well. I send my love to every one of you and my reassurance that it will indeed be a wonderful time and we are on the verge of something fabulous. And now I will turn the airwaves back to my dear friend Anne and to Catherine. I am St. Germain. Well, this is Anne. My goodness, as I said before, a classic call. Um, I just can't think of any better source for current 
accurate information than what we've all just heard just now. Um, We have the background music on, and uh, Catherine is here, I believe. Um, Catherine, I haven't had an opportunity to screen. We have four uh, people here with questions. And okay. uh, did you did you want me to screen or just open them up and we'll see take it from there? Oh, How would you? Let's just see what people have to say. Let's All let's right. um let's just first person first and you know we'll ask them to yeah. try to make their questions relevant to others and then we'll see who they want to talk to. Okay, and their choices now, are their choices are to, uh, Mother, Father, God. Saint Germain or Ashtar. Okay. Now, um, I'd like to suggest. I'm letting the show run over today. I I gave us extra time, so oh, if that's okay. all right with you, Anne. Oh sure, this is we such can a, use oh. I I don't know if you are able to hear these messages. Uh, I've taken notes just frantically through the whole call, and of uh-huh. course the rec- the recording will be up, but I'm. I am just overwhelmed at the uh, degree of information that is on this one call. I just oh. I can't think of anything that is more comprehensive or available, and it answers all the questions. Oh, that's wonderful. I don't. I I usually kind of feel the just gist of it, but I don't yeah. always hear the details. So yeah, I'm going to listen to the call too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have someone that uh, was the very first one here in area code 360, and uh, your last four numbers are 3396. Um, I'm going to go ahead and open your call and let you give us your name and where you're calling from, and then try to give us a very tight um, condensed uh, version of what it is you would like to know and who you'd like to ask it of. May we have your name? Uh, my name is Lori. Lori? Hi, Lori. Yeah. Hi. Um, well, I was. I would like to ask Mother, Father, God to, um, um, you know, heal my son's heart and and let us be close again. I'm wondering if he, if what he has to, if you know what he has to say about it. Well, this is Catherine Laurie. I have a suggestion. I I know Mother, Father, God are here. I know that they can hear you. And I'm going to ask them to come to you in person and to to work with you. You can ask them yourself. And when you do, tell them about the pain in your heart. Tell them about what you need. And they can help to heal heal you too. Okay. All right. Thank you, Lori. Thank you. All righty. I'll go ahead and close your line now, Lori. And you can look forward to your personal conversation that was wonderful. Okay, the next person has been waiting 38 minutes, and uh, you're in area code 804. Uh, may we have your name and where you're calling from? Yes, my name is Hugh. I'm 
calling from Ashland, Virginia, which builds itself the center of the universe for whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) And I have bizarre synchronicities throughout my life. I'm standing in my truth and uh, bringing forth transparency in many different ways. And I've had high-level success in some very bizarre things that I'm bringing to people's attention constantly to root out corruption globally. And a synchronicity that just yeah. occurred by tuning into this show, I had an earth angel for a wife by the name of Anne, and she had an identical twin sister by the name of Catherine. And <laughs> I, if, if I may, I would, and whoever would care to answer uh, uh, who uh, I have a Christ consciousness I resonate with Jesus Christ but whoever would come through with any answer or guidance for me because uh, I've had UFO paranormal near death experiences and I if I may share my name it might be of interest to your listeners as I stand in my truth to see documentation to show how uh, people should stop the fear and put out the love and come together and bless one another, as Jesus said, to put God first before anything and to love your neighbors yourself. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Hugh. What is your question? Uh, I feel divinely protected as I go forth with what I feel my mission is, uh, bringing spirituality into global economics and combining it with unconditional love. uh, am I uh, correct and, and still on my path? I feel I am. Um, well, I'm going to answer your question. This is Catherine. I'm going to answer your question as Mother, Father, God have answered it. For everyone who calls in to ask, are they on their path? The answer has always been the same. You, where your foot is, that's your path. And you have been working hard all along. Keep on. That is your path. So we've asked that people um, not ask personal questions unless, you know, it's something that really will resonate with other people. So... What I would suggest is you you talk with Mother, Father, God, or or with Jesus, and and get the love that they're pouring down on you, which you've already felt. Does that make sense to you? I've felt it right along, and uh, I've had my faith uh, throughout my life. That's what I want to show people too. That uh, you know they you have to have that faith and to get that heart-to-God connection, not to get out of the the mind and into the heart more. Uh-huh, that's right. So have you, are you writing about economics, or do you, do you want to I say what your name is? Very, I have some very powerful strategies that I'm just rolling out. I'll leave a message for Catherine, because uh, I don't use email, mm-hmm. and we can see some of this information that's documentable. It might be interesting. That's fine, Hugh. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for the confirmation, and uh, uh, God bless everyone. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to go ahead. Thank you, Hugh. I'm going to close your line. 
And uh, we have the next person who's been waiting over 20 minutes in area code uh, 817, um, ending in 2240. And I'm opening your line, and we would like your name and where you're calling from. This is Jim from Fort Worth. And uh, Jim, very concisely, and as yes. Catherine, as Catherine just stated, um, again, as we do on our other calls, uh, let's make sure that our questions are something that is of interest to all the people, not something personal to ourselves. So well, thank you. This one will be. My concern is how, and this is to Ashtar or Saint Germain. I just. We've really enjoyed this call. What is to keep the dark cabal or the bad guys from listening in on these calls and getting these messages and then doing something about shutting down the, stopping them being able to stop these nuclear arsenal or assassinate the Pope? This is my biggest concern right now. I love getting this for my own information, but I know we know that there's bad people listening in, so... What's to keep them from putting a stop to both of these situations? Who shall we ask? Let's ask St. Germain. Okay. All right, let's see what he has to say. I'm concerned about that, too. Mm-hmm. All right, this is St. Germain. Well, that's a really good question, Jim. Oh, that's a good I made question, up my huh? mind. Excuse me? I try to ask good questions. <laughs> okay. Well, as you know, the Pope has very good security. That's the first part. So it's fairly reassuring to know that um, it would be difficult to assassinate the Pope. Now, you've seen me walking through the crowds. You've seen me not worried about that. And I must tell you, I am not worried because my dear friend Ashtar is overseeing what happens here on the ground, as are others. I have a crowd of angels and masters accompanying me. They're not going to be able to assassinate me. Well, they couldn't assassinate me anyway. They can assassinate the body. But it's not going to happen. And as far as the cabal listening in, I am sorry to say that they probably would listen to the message from Mother, Father, God for about two seconds, yawn, and hang up. Now, this is part of the reason why we don't give addresses. We don't, um, you know, we don't tell exactly where the ships are going to land or exactly where the money is kept. Those secrets have been kept for centuries. And the cabal has never been able to do anything about it. 
because there are good and decent people who would not permit that. So we can assure you that there are protections that you can't see and that Mother, Father, God can assure our protection. So it's not in the cards for the Pope to be assassinated and it will not be permitted. And it's not going to take a long time for us to accomplish these things because you've already seen it already. I've made some changes. I've set up committees. I have protection. It will not be obvious to anyone that I'm creating these changes because I have my whole committee of cardinals and there are a number of them who are very much on the same page and who will also come forward and express their wishes and encourage change. So I'm not alone in this. So they'd have to assassinate a whole lot of us. So that's that's part of the protection that's been set up. And as far as the the ships, if you're worried about the ships, they have everything under control. Does that answer your question, Jim? Yes, sir. Good, and I appreciate it. I'm proud to get to speak with you. Well, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Jim. That was a good question that we all appreciated. I'm going to go ahead and close your line. And I'm looking. These uh, lines have gotten rearranged a little bit. Um I'm going to ask uh, this person, it looks like you've been holding for 56 minutes, um, in area code 405, have we already spoken with you? No. Okay. And you're in area code 405. May we have your name and where you are calling from? Uh, This is Bill from Oklahoma. Oh, hi, Bill. Go right ahead. Uh, I guess I would direct this to Ashtar, and I would like to know if uh, they are going to be uh, decloaking some of their ships uh, around the world during the Senate, uh, or I mean during the uh, citizens' disclosure hearings. Ah, this is Ashtar. Yes. Well, that is that is a tempting thing, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we have thought of that. <laughs> Believe me, we have thought about that. Sure, the idea. It was, it was tempting for us, even, to decloak over the movie theater in Los Angeles. Oh. Unfortunately, there was such fog there that there was no possibility that we would have had to land on the roof. So we couldn't do it that night. But, yes, your suggestion is wonderful, not only over the press club in Washington, but all around the world. Yes. What a fabulous idea. Right. Well, that you got is... my vote. Okay. That is the plan on the drawing board. We have not gotten final approval yet, but that is the plan... So keep your eyes open, folks. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. 
That was a great, and and I have been announcing that. That was my understanding from Zora, uh, that that would happen, uh, that that they would be allowed to decloak. Okay, now let's move on uh, to uh, area code seven three two, ending in three two zero four. I'm opening your line. May I have your name and where you're calling from? Hi, good evening, Catherine. Hi, good evening, friend, my friend Anne. Hello. This is Caroline calling from New Jersey. I tune in to Zora, and I've called in a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And how are, how's everybody today? Thank you. I Great. thank everybody that's coming today. I'm so excited here. I'm trembling of the excitement that's about to happen to humanity. That's one. I have two things really quick. One, I'd like to ask Ashtar about things. I just, while he was talking, I had this thing of just wanting to spread the word about um, the disclosure in Washington, Um, and I'd like to know if I could start a petition online to make Congress, to make the president, just to get the word out. Maybe more people will tune in to the television and to also get the media. And I could start that with a certain language by saying, for everybody to request and protest, you know, these, the main media. I'd love to ask um, also regarding um, the Galactic Command Centers that are coming when our brothers and sisters, I know it comes on a different dimension. I liked, um, I know there's one coming in Santa Fe. Uh, I belong to this uh, brand-new uh, group that just started, and we just have to um, pray and bring the light in. So we could see maybe in the near future, during our lifetime, the Galactic Center. And I've been asking and manifesting for a branch to be open in New York or New Jersey. So that's it. I got those two items, if you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is Ashtar. Well, dear, that is a fabulous idea. Thank you. I know that you have organizations, the the petition. I know that you have organizations that that organize these things. I think there's something called change.org. Or yeah, my favorite, yes. And av- uh, av- Avar, yeah, there's a couple of them that I know, change.org or change.com, yes. Okay. Great. Well, that's a wonderful idea. Thank you. Now, I suggest that you, when you develop this petition, that you send it to Catherine and Anne and get their suggestions and the wording, and we'll we'll clear it with them. Beautiful. Um, so that we have, perhaps we could even sign it. <gasps> Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, my gosh. This is so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I am, like, so, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I know for the past few months my heart, my soul plexus, I know some magic, and now I just got the goosebumps. Magic Ooh. is coming to you. Magic is coming. Yes, that's on your and logo. That, magic I, is that's coming. a wonderful idea to to petition the government and others to not only for disclosure but to cover the hearings. Yes. With the major channels. Yes. Yes. So now, let's see your other question about the centers. Yes. Um, things. This is such a complex question that I can't really 
answer it for you in a minute or two. I can tell you that plans are underway for even better than what you're asking. Wow. So it will it will happen. It will when the contacts are needed they will be there. I, I and they I, will I'm be volunteering. In, I'm volunteering to be a member, <laughs> to be a leader. Okay. Be an That's wonderful. I just want to I I I want to be an in between person. I I've known it all my life that, you know, I didn't just come from this earth, that there was and you know that star inside of me is getting brighter and brighter and expanding, and I'm finding out that I'm a Palladian and I'm so proud and everything I've been <laughs> in life, I am so proud, and I just want to um, be able to help them. I want to help uh, my brothers and sisters. Oh, bless you, Caroline, and you will. Thank you. We will call on you. <laughs> of Thank course, you. we already planned on that. Did you? <laughs> Thank you I for cry. your call. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Many blessings. All right. Namaste. Um, Namaste. That's great. Thank you so much, Caroline. That, now, these are great questions, aren't they, Catherine? These are great. Yes. Now, okay, we are I, getting, uh, I'm going to. Uh, time here. Are we running out of time? Let me double yes, check okay. because this person doesn't have a name, and uh, yet they've been waiting 55 minutes. Did I forget? Oh. Um, let me see if 760. Uh, have we spoken with you? No, not yet. Oh, okay. Uh, did you say we're out of time, Catherine? No, let's take one more question. Okay, she's been waiting 55 minutes. May we have your name, please? Hi, um, I just I barely found your show, and I've been listening since, um, it's, well, since the 55 minutes. <laughs> but um, I wanted to see... Um, if I can ask Mother God and Father God a question, I okay. I um, I don't want anybody to get mad at me, but I don't believe everything that's in the Bible, and it's like really from my heart that I don't believe everything that's put in there. And a lot of people like will throw verses at me and tell me this, and I should start believing this. Is it wrong that I feel that way? Oh, Sharika, this is Mother God. We're so so glad you called. What a wonderful question. You haven't you haven't been reading Catherine's blog, if we can tell, because we chose to write a book with Catherine. That's presumptuous, of course. Well, <laughs> she did she did a lot of the writing herself. But we helped to organize it, and before she finished, we asked her to add another chapter. And the chapter that was added is called The Christ You Never Knew. Actually, it's The Christ We Never Knew. And it's the story of how the Bible has distorted what our Sananda came there to teach. And, of course, there is much in the Bible that is not absolute truth. There are some things there that are true, but there are many chapters that have been added or distorted or tweaked or translated 
until there was no meaning left. And much of it was, let's say, interpreted by those who were putting the Bible together at the time, 300 years after the one you called Jesus had been there. Many, Most uh-huh. of them had never met him, didn't really understand his teachings. So, of course, there is much in the Bible that is distorted. And oh. we did include much of that in Catherine's book, just the, the foundations. And we have also been teaching through the blogs that appear on both Catherine's website and and Anne's websites, the blogs that we send every week, many of them cover our teachings that we call the true way. And those teachings are designed to help you understand a new way of looking at what was taught back then. These are put in modern English. We hope that many will be translated So there's information there for you that will help you to feel better about your own intuitions, which, of course, my dear, are true. And we congratulate you. You're welcome. We congratulate you for thinking on your own and for relying on your own heart. That's what we ask for everyone to do. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Sharika. Bless you. Thank you, Sharika. I'm going to go ahead and close your line, sweetie. Thank you Thank very Thank you much. for a beautiful question there. And, uh, Catherine, I see we're down to four, uh, less than five minutes. There's one caller left uh, that's been waiting um, about 16 minutes, and I don't know what you have planned for these last minutes. Well, if we can answer this question quickly, let's try it. All right. I'm going to open the line, and I'm going to ask uh, area code 907 for your name and where you're calling from. Yes. Hello. My name is yes. Thea. I'm calling from Anchorage, Alaska, and oh, I'll keep this pretty brief. And um, I'm new to this as well, and I'd like to say thank you that you have offered a lot of hope, and so I am very excited about the disclosure and everything else that comes with it with this transformation. Okay, my one question, I'll try to keep it short, is that, um, so I'm in transition in a relationship, and so um, with the, oh, what do you call it? the abundance blessing from St. Germain is that he won't be getting part of my money because we still have a joint account, will he? And I don't want to be whatever's bound on earth. I don't understand. Well, I'm in process of getting a separation. Oh, well, let's answer that quickly. Okay, um, where I don't want to be... Um, we're running out of time, uh, Thea, yeah. honey. We only have three minutes. Okay, I don't want to be bound to him here on Earth, and I don't want to be bound to him 
in the spirit world. Okay. So Well, all right. Let let me answer that question for you, Thea. It's Catherine. Okay. It would be unthinkable. Absolutely unthinkable that anything having to do with Nasara would create bondage. In fact, it's designed to do the opposite. It is designed to free everyone, everyone on the planet from being beholden to anyone. Anyone, okay. even That's someone you love. Thank you very much. And yes. I will you've answered my question so I'm I I'll let you do your magic. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, I'll close the line, and Catherine, you're welcome just to take over and and, uh, close your call. Okay, I will do that. That was an interesting question that Thea had, and I think it's, um, it's important for everyone to realize that the purpose of this is freedom and liberty, and that's what we're working for here, psychologically, physically, financially, Spiritually, that's what this is about. That's what Nasara is about. That's what our goals are about. And that's what we wish for everyone. So I'm going to say good night. Um, let me just uh, uh, remind people of your mm-hmm. website in case they want to follow through directly with you about anything. And that yeah. is who needs light.com. Org, O-R-G, who <laughs> needs org, and that is Catherine's uh, website where you can contact her direct, and you'll also find her postings on earthascends.com under Mother Father. Okay, I want to make sure they Great. could reach you. Uh huh. Yeah, and there's a button on my website that says email me, and they can just send me an email if they still have questions. That's good. All right. Well, what an interesting call this was. Oh. It's it's a pleasure for me as well. And thank you, Anne, for holding down the lines here. And I'd like to just say namaste to everyone. Good night. Namaste. Wonderful. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.